Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of The Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. Thank you, everybody, if you've come back. And welcome if you're new. Um, You know, we do have a lot of listeners around the world and it's super exciting. Well, actually, it's a little puzzling to um, see how many people are actually starting to tune in. So, yay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. Now, this week's podcast is going to be about word associations. And I interviewed the fabulously wonderful... Um, Matthew Ferguson. Now, Matthew came over yesterday and we were meant to finish this podcast. And um, we didn't actually even start it. By the time we had bubbles and by the time we were eating and gossiping, before we knew it, time just got away from us. So what we're doing is we're going to tap, we're going to tap dance on this one and get these episodes, um, get this episode uh, together. We're going to glue it all together. So look, guys, hang in there. And before I go, oh, yeah, I should really tell you what the episode's about. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So it's about word association. Now, um, this was inspired by wordassociation.org, which began an experiment by, um, and has now actually become the world's largest database of word associations. So all of the associations um, this site has learned are from users of the site. So nothing is pre-programmed. So I was saying to Matthew, you know, I said, look, why don't we do a podcast together and let's do one on word associations. I give you four words. You tell me randomly, like just what's the first word that comes to mind. And um, yeah, and as, um, and I will go back and I will come up with some concoction of, I don't know where I got the information from, but I can tell you now, it will not be from a qualified person. It will be from me. But then again, I live life pretty, you know, like I'm pretty up there with life. So maybe, maybe it is kind of qualified, but it's more of a life qualification. If there is such a thing, highly unlikely, but just hang in with me, hang in there with me, guys. Why am I struggling to talk? It's probably because I'm actually getting the kids ready for school as I'm doing this podcast, because I'm running so far behind. Hang in there and Matthew's coming up next. So in an interesting uh, piece for Mel's blog, uh, she's got me to do some word association uh, uh, games, which is going to be interesting. Um, So she's given me four words and I need to give you the first word that comes to mind when uh, I hear that word. So um, I have got the words in front of me and I've written down the first word that came to mind when she said them to me. Unfortunately, we couldn't be in the same room at the time. We uh, actually had brunch together to do this podcast, but uh, ended up drinking far too much sparkling rosé and talking far too much about the world and everything else. So we're doing it digitally. Um, so first word, sex. Great. Uh, second word, flower. Uh, me. Uh, third word, best. Uh, friend. Uh, fourth word, sky. And that word was a challenge, but uh, beautiful. So I think that Mel's now going to work out what they mean and what uh, those associations uh, say about me. It could be very interesting. Um, But I'll leave that up to Mel. And uh, I think once she works out what they mean, her and I are going to have a chat about them and you'll find out just what's going on in my head. Um, So that's word associations with Matthew. Um, And yeah, um, over to you, Mel, to... 
uh, analyze how nuts or how kinky I really am, depending on uh, your, your interpretation of those words. Thanks, Stella. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. And you know, a really huge thank you to Matthew, who um, has been the best sport with this. Like he is just going for it. And we have we are doing this. It's a very unconventional way of interviewing, but I guess this is what happens when someone turns up with a bottle of sparkling rose and you lose track of trying to focus. So let's go for it, Matthew. So let me just go over it with everyone. They basically said sex um, in terms of statistics. Okay, let's describe it first. It's activities that's associated with sexual intercourse, just in case you didn't know. I thought I'd just let you know. Um, it's also um, either of two categories, being male or female, into which most organisms are divided. Um, and then they write here that as a verb, it stimulates sexually. Thank you. Beautiful. Now, Matthew said great. And I like that because if I look at the, the two lists they had in the top five, associated two sex. The first word was F, the F word. Then they had anal, um, no, no, actually, sorry, it was oral, anal, love, intercourse. Then associated from sex was need, appeal, want, gender, and love. You know, just a quick note, the word sex, why did love come so low on that list? I'm really just trying to work that out. Is it because people stop having sex when they find love and Netflix becomes a new porn site? I don't know, I'm just guessing. Um, but Matthew said, great. So my take is possibly this. Could Matthew be a very a sexually confident and positive man with high expectations because if his first word was great and i'm looking at the other words and they were f oral anal love intercourse need a, you know appeal want the very needy words and matthew was just so simple he just went great so i actually think that i i just think matthew's got a positive outlook on sex and you know looks at it more as something that's a pleasurable thing to do um now the other thing i want is that because I know I know Matthew he has refined taste um, so maybe it's more like if I compared it to a champagne like maybe a Krug or something you know where they have that rounder flavor profile made with a blend of 140 wines from 13 different countries apparently too it actually said that it's rich with stone fruit and citrus with just an edge of spice and a hint of chocolate and i'll tell you what i know matthew and i know his taste is amazing but i'm also getting to know that his outlook on sex is pretty cool all right did i get it right So, hey, so this is my contribution in response to Mel's analysis of my uh, uh, response to the word sex and the word great. And I might just add that, you know, the agreement for brunch was quite clear that I would bring bubbles and she would provide food. So the idea that somehow I railroaded this interview by bringing uh, a Grant Burge rosé, sparkling rosé to brunch 
is ridiculous. And if you haven't tried the Grant Burge Sparkling Rosé, which is new, this is a shout out to Grant Burge, try it, it's delicious. Also, the Kylie Rosé, have you, if you haven't tried the Kylie Rosé, I thought it was a gimmick. It's bloody delicious. It's so good. And my only issue with that is it really should have been called the... Oh, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. It should have been called um, the... There's that song with Nick Cave. Anyway, look, my view on sex is quite simple. It's a fun, um, enjoyable thing that has a lot of shame surrounding it. And years ago, I decided to stop being ashamed of sex. And, and and just embracing what I liked. I'm a gay man, sex is freely available, um, but I choose the sex that I like. And I think that's a really important thing for anybody is to um, know what you want, um, embrace what you want and, and, and do it. As long as it's consensual, of course, as long as, um, you know, you're not hurting anyone unless they're consenting to that, which of course, is completely fine um but look sex should be something we should enjoy sex should be something that we should want to do um i disassociate sex from love not completely because i believe that sex is something that is is as i said physical it's a carnal um desire for a lot of people and for me personally i i, I you know there's sex when i'm in love with somebody is very different to sex with somebody who i'm not in love with and, you know, um, those two things are very, very different. So, you know, sex as a physical act is a wonderful, wonderful, exciting, uh, you know, physical, active, energetic, you know, just really just fun thing that you can have with somebody. You don't necessarily need to be in love with them. Um, but then sex when you're in love is, is beautiful and soft and just romantic and you connect in a way that you, and I don't like the whole, oh, we've become one because I am myself and no one becomes me and I don't become anybody else. But, you know, you have this connection that is deep and beautiful and, and sex changes in that circumstance. Um, so I, I generally believe and genuinely believe that sex is, um, is a variety of activities and Sex needs to be what you want. Sex needs to be fun. Sex needs to be great. If you're having bad sex, you need to change that. You're not doing it right. You need to do it better. Um, you don't need to have it all the time, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, you need to enjoy it. And um, sex is healthy. It's also wonderful. So that's why I said great, because for me, uh, an active and healthy sex life is important. Um, in saying that, kids, be healthy and be safe, uh, whatever that means for you. Um, I'm not going to give you safe sex um, guidelines because I am not a, uh, a practitioner, but please do find out what is the safest way to have sex for you and, and do it. Um, for a lot of people, that will look different. So, yeah, Mel, you got it pretty, pretty spot on. Um, I don't know about chocolate and champagne and that sort of stuff. I um, certainly don't want that interrupting my sex life. Um, that's for afterwards. Um, and sometimes I need a bit of champagne to get me into that sex mode. But, you know, hey, um, yeah, look, sex is a wonderful, wonderful part of life and should be enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, you weren't too far off. I like it.
Okay, so now we're up to flour. Now, um, guys, I'm just going to let you know what we'll do is I will do a roundup once we put all of this together. But for now, we'll just keep going back and forward, back and forth. Um, okay, flour. Now, if we look at the noun and how the website has described it, it said it's a plant cultivated for its blossoms, for its blossoms and blooms. It also said it's a reproductive organ, especially one having showy or colourful parts it said it honestly um it also says it's the period of greatest prosperity or productivity which is beautiful um now the words associated to flower we have rose vase daisy garden lily the words associated from flower are plant power rose petal and daisy now when i said flower to matthew he said me and you know what, given the definitions, I think Matthew's actually on the mark with this one. Matthew, my darling, you must think for sure, like for sure you're going, you know, through a beautiful transitional period where you're about to bloom or blossom, you know, in what I hope is your period of the greatest prosperity and productivity. Maybe you saying flower and when you look at everything that it is, sometimes I wonder like how much subconsciously um, we don't realise what, the power that we have when we think about where we're going and what we're doing i don't know that's just me anyway as i said i'm not qualified just fyi but that was just my little take okay matthew tell me did i hit it or not sorry mel nah didn't hit it at all to be honest um flower so flower and me i have such a strong connection to plants and flowers particularly um i started out when i left school um doing a degree in environmental science with a major in botany so i have always had a very strong connection to plants and flowers i don't know why i just have um my grandmother was a florist um and i've always always loved just being in nature that's where i love being that's where my zen is that's where my that's where my church is um i'm not a religious person but when i i feel my my most spiritual when i'm surrounded by nature when i'm surrounded by plants um i should also add that i'm a scorpio so um our uh, uh ruling uh, body part is the genitals uh so you know what we're great at sex and flowers are sex organs um our ruling planet is pluto also known as hades in in um so we've got the greek and the roman um he was the uh god of the underworld as we all know but he's also the god of deviance and sexual deviance i'll just leave that where it is um i have a deep love of flowers and plants and watching nature just do its thing and you know um sitting back and watching nature fuck up sorry i'm not sure if i can say that stuff up um what we do you know a tree growing through a crack in a cement footpath um flowers coming out of brick cement like you know brickwork um and just the way in which that nature creates um these colors these shapes these things that are just unimaginable that we as people as humans as 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 we think the smartest animals on this planet cannot even recreate 
um, I lived in London for a while and um, I went out to um, one of the castles and it was tulip time and you know I'm a big fan of the spring bulbs I'm a much 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 bigger fan of natives and leucodendrons and things like that but we went out to my partner and I and some friends went out to um, uh, uh, Kensington Palace. No, it wasn't Kensington Palace. One of the one of the many palaces in London, um, and you know, the red tulips, the colour, the vibrancy, the shape, it it, it was breathtaking. Like uh, we just stood and we couldn't describe what we saw and I was with two graphic designers and an interior decorator and even people who as creative as them they couldn't even contemplate the depth and vibrancy of the color of these tulips and that is one single plant you know and you know if I can encourage your listeners Mel to do anything go out Wander your streets, find a plant, and study it. Look at it. Look at its its majesty. Look at how wonderful it's growing. Look at what it's doing. Look at the shape of the leaves. Look at the shape of the flower buds. I've just planted in my mum's place um, this gorgeous petunia, which flowers through summer. It's an annual, so it's going to die every year. Um, And it's called night, night gazer or something like that. Um, but it's got these gorgeous trumpet flowers, right? And they're, they're deep, deep purple, almost dark blue, and they've got these white spots all over them. It's like looking at the night sky. And this is a flower, you know? And it's wonderful. Now, when I say me, the other thing is that um, growing up, I was the first grandchild. Um, I'm one of 30 of my generation of kids. I come from a very big family. And my uh, diminutive name was Flowerpot. So I was my grandmother's Flowerpot. Um, so yes, uh, when I say me, there's a whole range of reasons why flower and me connect. Um, I always have fresh flowers in my house. My balcony is like the Hacking Gardens of Babylon. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately flower and me, uh, the, the, the reference to my grandmother who her and I were born on the same day, actually today it's my birthday today and hers as well um we have that deep connection so her calling me flower pot was always always a very very deep and strong connection so um so yeah so that's that's flower and me hey hey and welcome back we are going so blind on this episode and you know what i hope it turns out to be really fun okay so the next word we have is best and let's give it a little bit of a i know a descriptive according to some definition so um it said it's the according it's a noun it's the supreme effort one can make it's also the person who is most outstanding or excellent someone who tops all others as a verb it is get the better of adverb in the most excellent way or manner or it would be sensible or from a position of superiority or authority 
as an adjective it's having the most positive qualities it's being wiser or more advantageous and hence advisable wow okay so the words are so and and you know what i don't even know how i came up with these words i was just like yeah i'll give you four words here they go boom 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 and um it seems to be quite interesting i could play this game all day okay so associated to best now matthew said friend which was really it was beautiful so let's have a look associated to best and here's the list in order friend better worst friends the associated from best in order was worst friend better friends man okay same same but different um okay so with matthew choosing the first word is friend i think the interesting part was friend is actually ranked first and second when you look at the lists um and this could possibly be that matthew set standards on what he expects from his friends you know I think everyone should really set standards that are aligned to the definitions, you know, that we've mentioned earlier. Like, if you have a look, like, if you have a look up here, you know, in the most excellent way or manner, you know, a sensible, you know, I, I don't know, superiority authority, you know, you'd be saying to your friend, go screw yourself. But um, you actually would. But, you know, if you look at some of these things, like, you know, a person that is most outstanding or excellent, sometimes it is true. We look to our friends because we look to things that I think that are in ourselves. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, Matthew, I bring the best for you you know i'm your friend and i hope i give you great stuff i know you give me great stuff um i don't know <laughs> did i answer anything i'm not sure you tell me okay so best friend mel um i have a lot of friends and um, I like to consider myself kind of like salt and pepper amongst the big gay groups in Sydney because, you know, I like to know lots of people but just be on the outside. So kind of in everything but not really noticeable. Um, but I do have my very core of, of great friends. Um, and, you know, I'm so fortunate that I've got people like Mel in my life. Um, you know, we, we happen to work together um, at the Office of Sport and, you know, some people you just click with, you know. So, um, and, you know, I don't see Mel very often, which is really unfortunate, but I don't see the people that we used to work with at the office very often either. Um, so, you know, best friend... Um, has a lot of meanings for me right now. Um, so I lost my dad last year, he was 58, um, and he was one of my best friends. Um, my mum is one of my best friends. Um, and I've really struggled with losing my dad. Um, so, you know, when I think of best, I think of him um, because he was the best. He was the best dad. Um, he was a great person. Um, he was the best at whatever he did. Um, and my parents always told me to do whatever you do and do it the best you can. Success is possible for everybody. You just have to be the best you you can be. The other reason best and friend came up for me was because, you know, this year's been hard for everyone. I know that, you know, and everybody knows that. We've all, we, we all know and all look have, and have all been looking out for each other, which I think has been one of the most beautiful things of this year is seeing people, you know, reaching out to friends and family in Victoria and going, we're here with you. 
we will do whatever we can. Please let us know. We know there's nothing we can do. What I know is that my friends have all come out of the woodwork in their own way and silently most of the time to support me. I lost my job um, in April, so I didn't, I've, I've only just started working again this, this just past week. Um, and so I was unemployed for eight months. Um, and, you know, um, the longest I've been unemployed um, since I was 14 is four weeks, and that was by choice. So, you know, I struggled this year, really struggled. Um, and my friends came out of the woodwork. Um, my mum had to go to Perth um, because my sister was having a baby, and um, not ha- and, and which is so exciting. You know, my, my niece, I'm that ridiculous doting uncle. Um, I walked into Bonds the other day and to get some sports socks and walked out with $130 worth of baby clothes and not a single pair of sports socks. Um, you know, so I lost some of my support network and one of my best friends. Um, and so for me, my friends and, and the people around me have been so wonderful. Um, I have, for whatever reasons, been married twice. My first husband was, we won't talk about him, my second husband is my best friend. And, you know, um, he's very different to me. He's very different. He's soft. He's lovely. He's one of the nicest people I know. And, you know, he has been there for me this whole time. Um, and to have people around me like that makes me feel so lucky. And so when I hear the word best, I think of those people. I think of those people that, that put their own needs aside and come and help me when I needed that help. And, you know, I'm, I'm so, so lucky to, to have those people in my life. Um, and, you know, I need to acknowledge, recognize and celebrate that I am that lucky person that has access, has those people with me and for me and behind me. And uh, Mel, Dal, you're one of them. So thanks. Love it. Yeah, yeah, we're on the home stretch. Now, the fourth word was sky. Okay. So, which basically says as a noun, it's the atmosphere and the outer space as viewed from Earth. Uh, for the verb, it's like throw or toss with a light motion. Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that. Sky. Never heard it. Anyway, I won't get caught up on that. Okay, so let's look at the words that are associated to sky. We have in order. Blue, cloud, clouds, star, stars. Associated from sky, we have blue, earth, cloud, cloud, sun. Do you know, Matthew actually said sky, he said it was beautiful. And I tell you what, I did look up some of some of the adverbs and it said wonderful, extraordinary, exceeding, delicate, uh, rich and graceful also. Uh, wonderfully, I think it was an extraordinarily and exceeded. Yeah, I just want to get that right because someone's going to write in and say to me, you got it wrong. You don't know your adverbs. Um, <laughs> it happens. Um, so what I want to say is this. I actually think the adverbs of the word beautiful does describe the sky. I think it's wonderful. It's extraordinary. You know, it's exceeding every thought you have or you, you can't measure it. It's just there. So if I could say this, I think, Matthew, the word, by using the word beautiful, I think you're a genius. You really defined sky. You also defined yourself too. All right, 
tell me what you think and guys we'll come back after we hear from matthew and then we're just going to wrap everything up and i hope you've had fun tonight and that i haven't confused the living daylights out of you Oh, my days of being confused are well and truly over. I know who I am. You can't confuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, look, beautiful for me was uh, I love the sky. Um, and, you know, I've had the fortune of living in a number of cities. You know, I've lived in Perth, Canberra and Sydney and London. And there's nothing like the Australian sky. There really isn't. It is the bluest of blue. It is heart-renderingly blue. It is piercingly blue. It is just the deepest blue. And it is just so wonderful and so beautiful to look at. Um, my dad uh, grew up in an area of New South Wales called um, the Arana, I suppose, but it's also like Coonabarabran, Galagambone, Canamble. I know they sound, up, sound like made-up words, but they're real places. Um, and it's officially the darkest place on Earth, according to the Guinness Book of Records. Um, and there's the Siding Springs Observatory up there um, because it is so dark. And we would go at night and we would just lie on our backs and stare up in the sky and just look at the stars. And you couldn't pick the Southern Cross. You couldn't pick the Saucepan. You couldn't pick the standard um, ordinary constellations because... It was so dark that every star shone. You saw the Milky Way in its brilliance, and it was brilliant. It's such a beautiful thing. Again, I think, you know, you, 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 if you haven't worked out already, um, nature is very close to my heart, which is ironic given that I live in a high-rise in Newtown. Um, but the sky is gorgeous. The sky gives us light. It gives us darkness. It gives us everything and it's just a beautiful part of our universe um i'm terrified of space i'll just give you that like i am not going in a rocket ship anytime soon because the idea of getting past the sky is terrifying the sky for me is it that's it there's nothing beyond that i know that's insanely stupid given that i'm a like i come from a scientific and logical perspective but I'm just going to pretend that, you know, that the sky is a, is a thing and I can touch it, which I know I can't. But, you know, sky and beautiful, um, you know, there, there is nothing, the, the colour, the depth is just amazing. Like I'm actually sitting in my childhood bedroom right now um, and the colour of my bedroom is sky blue um, and... Uh, like that color that the sky goes so my parents house was a 19 federation it was a federation house so that sort of era and so um when we were um when they were renovating uh it's got the cornice work and all that sort of stuff and so i said to mum and dad i said i want the walls the color of the sky during the day and i want the cornice work i want it the color that the sky goes just before nighttime and it's that dark that that dark colour that the sky goes, it's that dark blue, but you can still see a little bit of light. It's not yet nighttime, but it's still a little bit daytime, you know? It's that dusk, that period of dusk just before the sun dips below the horizon. 
it's that beautiful dark blue without being inky. And, you know, so I think the sky and the color blue has just been an inspiration for me forever. Um, so yeah, so that's why I picked beautiful. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, who would have thought we finally got there, Matthew? We did it. And um, you know what? I'm, I'm actually surprised I hit anything. So I'm really impressed. I think my strike rate was like 50% on the word associations. I might go practice a little bit more on that. Who knows? It could be some lucrative deal in the background on... I don't know, not, maybe not psychic ability. It could be just random guessing perhaps. But, you know, I want to say number one, thank you, Matthew, for taking the time to participate in part of this. But I'd also like to thank all the listeners. If you if you hung in there, you're amazing. Um, the other thing is, I think when you look at word, associ- word associations, the interesting part was I actually became more conscious, I think, about, you know, the words I choose when I speak to people just because looking at the how the meaning could be so different or you know by the time you add tone words it just reminded me that you know next time when I speak to people I I just want to be a bit more conscious because I think you know our words can be fighting words they can be loving words they can be hating words they can be sad words or they can be extremely happy words and um I think I'm just going to take a little bit of time to have a little bit of a think about, you know, how I communicate with people. But you know what, guys, I hope you do come back next time. I have no clue right now what we're going to do. It'll be something totally random, but hopefully enjoyable. And listen, I did do a um, introductory clip for this. I, I went, I did go totally rogue on it. So if you want to go see it on my post on Instagram at, at Miss Mel W, um, you know, stay tuned, stay in touch, and by all means please contact me. You can go to my website, which definitely needs updating. Um, And that is the Single Mother's Guide to the Galaxy. But you know what, guys? Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay tuned. And I really look forward to next week. Bye.